Okay, listeners, just a reminder, you have two more days to vote for Baldwin Schools here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and Hockey Helps Kids in their charity for You Can Youth Services. Until February 19th, head over to HockeyHelpsKids.com, click on Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Baldwin Schools and vote. Vote for the charity You Can Youth Services. This allows for at-risk youth to go back to school or, if they've reached the age of maturity, help them find full-time employment. Again, go to www.hockeyhelpskids.com, vote for number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Baldwin Schools. Again, you have until February 19th to place your vote. Let's get this. Welcome to What's Your Hustle? Love is still in the air, and with that, it inspired this episode. I sit down with some friends and my sister to go through relationships. Some date, some get engaged, some get married, and sometimes there is a healthy loss of love through divorce. Overall, it is about the growth of who we are and who we will become. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle, Love's Many Stages, with my guests, Sydney Coons, Kelsey Dalrymple, Maury Kiesman, and Shariza Hussein. Okay, I think it's recording at a normal voice. There we go. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Guys, Sydney is back, and for this episode, we are talking about love. We're talking about all the stages of love. And hers is the first piece she is dating. She's living that life of <laughs> all the cute boys that slide oh, up please. into them DMs. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what do you love about dating, Sydney? I think overall, just general, if I was actually dating someone or going out on dates, it's just meeting someone, being able to have that special someone, the connection, the bond... Um, cuddling, making out, just all that jazz. So right now, are you dating to see what's out there? Uh, Which yeah, Prince Charming just, is out there? <laughs> there is Prince Charming up there for us all. But yeah, I'm just essentially like single, but dating, just seeing what's out there. Hopefully morph into a relationship. Taking it slow, not jumping into anything right away. But She's a good woman, y'all. <laughs> There's a good I know man. how to cook, boys. Yeah. I mean, he can cook for you, too. No, I don't know how to cook, boys. I just know how to cook. Yes. Not I'm, not co- I'm not a cannibal. No. I ain't a witch. I mean, but dudes, if you can cook <laughs> in the kitchen, I'm just saying. It's, and you want someone to cook for you, yes. don't you? That's on her resume that she's sending to me. So, boys, <laughs> your resumes will be fil- filtered to through the What's Your Hustle email. So, please send them to me. Cooking is on, should be one of your skills. Gym, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Good kisser, smells nice. <laughs> GTL, baby. GTL laundry. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking for her poly D. <laughs> what do you look forward to when you go out on a date? Uh, I think it's just being able to actually, if it's a first date, being able to finally meet the person. If it's more than the first date, then to like keep building that connection and that bond. Um, just to see where it could go. 
talking, finding a common interests, strengths and weaknesses within each other, what we actually like, what we don't like, to see if something's going to work. But just overall getting to know somebody, like I think that's really like a beautiful thing, being able to reach out and be vulnerable yes. and just go see where that could go. And the excitement. And the excitement, yeah. I'd get to yeah. put on like a nice pair of stilettos, a nice outfit, show the girls a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> What do you hate about dating? <sighs> I the think, biggest sigh that we all I I have. think just overall as single women, just like dealing with like fuck boys and dealing with douchebags. Yes. Just ha having to find that out because you could disguise yourself through messages, whether it's text or Instagram or Tinder or Bumble, Hinge, whatever it is. But when you finally meet them and you find out they're a D-bag or a, just an ass or a fuckboy, then it's kind of like, thank you, next, go away. Yeah. Just like that. But also, like, the awkwardness. It's just like, and the nerves. Like, I like the nerves, but at the same time, I hate the nerves. Because it's like, going into it, it's kind of like, okay, like, how is this going to go? Don't make a fool of yourself. It, am I going to like him? Is he going to like me? And at the end of the day just go from there but I also just like I hate in just general like the awkwardness and if it's not going well just the point that I have to stay there until the date is over oh my god we've been there where it's like I give it an hour tops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an hour see how it's going yeah. like and then if it's progressing I'm like hey, maybe another half an hour if it's going and, at yeah, all yeah or if they if you show up or if they show up that's another yeah. thing like I've been stood up before oh, and god. it's kind of like boy at least like say you're not interested yeah fuck you <laughs> what was one of them that I had this um the fire alarm went off in his building, and he forgot everything upstairs, including his keys. So I really don't know how he was going to get back into his unit. Oh. So that that was a reason I got stood up. That, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I think overall, one thing that I hate, just being trans, is like making that the resolving thing about dating or the topic of discussion during a date. Luckily, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's kind of like, okay, we're kind of like being a dead horse now. So let's yeah. like move on and talk about something different. Right. Like if they're respectful, that's fine. Yeah, it's a part of who I am. If I'm dating someone, it's going to be a part of who they are with. Yeah. But if they're going into negative territory or being like just judgy and yeah, yeah then no like thank you next it. move on yeah over it what have you learned about yourself from dating i've learned a lot of confidence um i think overall my i guess outer beauty as well as my inner beauty just to be able to say yeah like there are guys out there that are, like my beauty and find me beautiful and find me attractive. So that's given me a confidence boost a lot for sure. What is on your love playlist? Today? I have a few and that's they are fine. super ass corny at some points, but that's okay. That's uh, let's go with the classics. I will always love you by Whitney oh, Houston. Okay. <laughs> um, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Um, love Exists by Amy Lee. That's a beautiful one. Um, and Unconditionally by Katy Perry. There's one that's not on Spotify, but I think it's on Apple Music. It's um, Call Won't Let You Fall by Fergie. Oh. And that is my wedding song. 
FYI to my future <laughs> husband, that is our wedding yeah, song. Yeah, nobody else take it if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, don't take my wedding song, like, bitches. Like, thank you for being on this segment of the episode and sharing your insights into dating. You're welcome. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Alima. Boosters, you might remember Kelsey from our mini Thanksgiving episode. She is here today because her segment is engaged. How did you meet your fiance, Anne? We worked together, and um, I would always talk about her, and I wanted to invite her to everything, and I was obsessed with her, and she would constantly tell me how single she was and how gay she was. So, um... Eventually, I figured out that I needed to ask her out, but I was terrified that she didn't feel the same way about me, despite the many hints. And I really lucked out. Yeah. What were those hints like? Because I find myself completely oblivious to hints as well. Like, you oh, no. straight out, like, tell me. She did. Yeah. She said, I'm obsessed with you. I like you way more than you like me. Wow, you're really pretty. Oh. It's right over my head. Yeah. Yep. I'm great at flirting. But I mean, you got the girl in yeah. the end. Oh, God. I'm so lucky I did. <laughs> How did you propose to her? Oh, um, she's super into Christmas, and we had like four advent calendars in our house. So on the anniversary of our first date, I had her open the advent calendar, and the ring was inside. Turns out that the night before, she was tired of waiting for me to propose, so she was going to do the exact same thing, but I forbid her. You guys are getting married in August. Yes. I'm very excited for it. You should be. You're in the wedding party. But I'm excited for it mostly because your love is very inspiring. Thank you. And what has been the biggest learning curve for the two of you molding your lives together? Um, We both have mental illnesses that we struggle with. So I think learning how to take care of each other even when we're not feeling our best and sort of learning that um her bad day doesn't reflect on me and vice versa you know to love each other through all of that and the different ways that we need to show love for each other and care for each other in those moments has been difficult but oh we're there now yeah yeah and it makes your relationship stronger absolutely i know that we can get through anything together it's a big thing molding let alone like molding your lives together as one person, but molding your lives together, being aware of your mental illnesses and what you need for good self-care and mental care and fitting that into a relationship. It takes a lot of patience, like anything, but I, I feel like it takes a lot more patience because you're trying to understand this other person. Absolutely, yeah. What do you look forward to as you embark on married life? Oh, God, I'm so excited to just be hers, you know, like legally be hers. I can't wait to just like show off my ring to everyone and be like, that's my wife. I'm so excited to get to say that's my wife and I'm hers and she's mine. And it's just the best. I never knew that I could love somebody before I met Anne and I'm so in love. I mean, she's the perfect person and I just want to show the whole world how great she is. That's it, though, like. I mean, yeah, we do, we talk about the romantic comedies and fairy tale love, and at the end of the day, hearing you say, like, I just want to show her off, like, that is the epitome of what love is, 
And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, and also I get to say, she's mine, back off, haha, everybody else. You lost. Yeah, yeah. she picked me, losers. Yeah. <laughs> what is on your love playlist, Kelsey? Well, Anne and I have both decided that... Um, you're my number one by s club seven is our love song and we sing it to each other occasionally very poorly but we do <laughs> there's nothing like bad love karaoke yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually her singing you know what and if you're listening it's flawless flawless singing um is part of what made me fall in love with her so horribly singing 90s tunes definitely is top of my playlist Thank you, Kelsey, for doing this segment with me. I'm so happy for your love and to watch you guys grow as a couple and embark on your marriage. Oh, thanks, babe. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, listeners, I'm with Moray Kiesman. I used, I knew her as Mafail, but now she's married. Married. She, Jason put a ring on it. <laughs> Well, when we got married, he tried, and then he dropped it in the lake. That was the greatest story <laughs> in yeah. the world. Tell the people back. the story of he dropped it. Well, we told the coordinator over and over again, we're going to be the ones to drop our ring in the lake. And yeah. she's like, no, no, no. Hundreds of people have gone through their weddings. No one's dropped a ring. You're totally fine. Um, and then, yeah, he went to go put it on my finger, and it, like, landed, and then it slid into the like through the cracks in the board because we got married on a dock yeah jasper park lodge and then yeah the banquet manager dove down and got it and yeah the real mvp of the wedding yeah we have pictures and everyone is yeah. more <laughs> is here to talk about being married yep yeah married how many years now five years yeah. Five lovely years. Well, I guess it's four and a half. It'll be five in July, though. July 1st, guys. July 1st. When it's Canada Day, it's Moray's anniversary. Mm-hmm. What will you be doing this year? Do you guys have any plans? No. We're, we're trying to sell our house, so maybe we'll be in a new house. And Oh, and I will be going back to work, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moray will also be back for our Mother's Day episode. She has two lovely little girls. Mm-hmm. When I met Eve, she was how many? Just born when I came yeah. to visit? Yeah. yeah. She was like three weeks old or something. Yeah. And Bea did not want to go for a walk, but... She didn't. She gave us a fashion show. She's stubborn. Yeah. yeah. She's still stubborn. <laughs> She's so stubborn. She's Jason's job. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like before meeting your husband? Um, well, I was uh, definitely more into punk music. Definitely wore a lot of more baggy black clothes. Yeah. Um, as a person, I was probably definitely more, like, naive and probably a bit more free spirit, I guess. Um, yeah, I dated all the wrong guys. And yeah. some guys, like, well, my boyfriend, before I met Jason, was, like, physically abusive and, like, verbally abusive. He was awful. Yeah. Um... And that, I'm sure by the time you met Jason, that had taken a real toll on your mental health. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, when I met Jason, uh, well, we were friends for a couple years before we actually started dating. Um, yeah, we were, like, inseparable in college. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
You told me this really lovely story about Jason. Did he drop you off to a date one time? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he totally did. Yeah. For like, uh, it was one of his friends, and it was uh, my only one night stand, and it was horrible. He actually dropped me off, and then uh, I swear it was almost like, haha, more right. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna hate me in the morning or whatever kind of thing. Oh man, yeah. that was the worst. <laughs> not my proudest moment. Thanks, Halima. You're welcome. Bringing <laughs> that up. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I actually called him in the morning and we had lunch the day after. But that I don't know. That just goes to show the kind of relationship we had. And like he was legit my best friend. Yeah. That's more so why I brought it up. I did yes. not bring it up to embarrass you. <laughs> I brought it up to prove that he is quite literally your day one. Yes. Yeah. Legit. You have some guys that unfortunately judge a woman's past. And here he is. He knew your past. He lived with you through your past. And he still loves you. Yeah. And that's quite amazing. Yeah. 100%. He's legit like my rock. Oh. I don't know lost without him really yeah and if you guys meet ever meet Moray and jason in real life he's like this how tall is he he's, he's six four yeah and he used to be a lineman in university for the uh manitoba bisons yeah i feel like i said that wrong i don't know university I, of I manitoba mean, bisons sports that's what it sounds like. <laughs> forgive me if that's not right yeah <laughs> sports yeah and watching the two of you, like, I've interacted with the both of you, and it's just, it's really beautiful to me. It's because you love each other through the craziness, which is amazing. Your house is busy. Life Very is busy. busy. Yeah. Family, everything. Friends, everything. It's I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. the amount of patience that he has, and I'm sure that rubs off on you, especially. Well, it's funny, because... I have no patience at all. And that's one of the things that I've learned yeah. through being married is that I have no patience. And I definitely need to get patience. You got to think about the other person. And like Jason's so calm and, and collected. And then I come in all like high strung and the house has to be super clean. And I just need to slow down and... and have patience and like just let it go because Jason's very much he'll let it go let it go and yeah. just enjoy like the little things and right. I feel like when you get older like I, I strive so hard to get to that point like in college and I was always so driven and now that I have the house and, and the car and, the, and, and kids and family I just need to slow down and just enjoy it and take it in exactly take it in because this is what I work so hard to get to so I need to just just enjoy it. Yeah. And I it's I, I find that's what I'm struggling with lately. Yeah. To be mindful of it. Yes. Yeah. Like being the moment. Yeah. Enjoying little things. Enjoying my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the advice you would give to new couples, whether they just got married and older couples? Like, oh, 100%. To just be mindful. And, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, especially in our culture, it's so fast, fast, fast. And money and you know we forget about what it's all about really yeah 
So there you guys go. Your love advice from Lori. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Patience, Patience and mindfulness. Yeah. Enjoy the little things. It's like, fuck, I'm part of my language. That's okay. It goes by fast, I'm sure. Life is like shit. I'm already, I'm 30. I'm 31. 31? I was a girl. <laughs> we oh, do no. not the same age. You're 31. <laughs> 31. What yeah. is on your love playlist, Moray? Um... Well, I don't really have a love playlist, but if I did... Would it be Pony that the guy danced oh, for us? Yeah. So Casey and JoJo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really loving like Ziggy Alberts right now. He's really good. Um, I love the Hosier Work song. I don't know if you've heard it. It's yeah. so good. I feel like it's, it has to be love. I'm, the way I interpret the song... It's love. It's love. Yeah. And um, and then our wedding song would, of course, be on there, which is uh, Times Like These by the Foo Fighters. Oh. Probably not the most original, but I don't know. It's, it's on your love playlist, and that's what matters. It's our song. Yes. Yeah. Maura, thank you very much for sitting down with me. Talk thank about you. marriage. Oh, <laughs> Hey listeners, I'm here with my sister, Shariza, and throughout this piece of the episode, we might sound alike, so we will try to differentiate between who is who. No, not doing that. You guys have to figure it out. She is two years younger than me, right? Yeah, even though I'm taller, and I get mistaken to be the older sister all the time. And how does that make you feel? Age, man, age. She's here tonight to talk about an unfortunate side to marriage. It doesn't happen often, and we don't think that it'll happen, but uh, she's here to talk about divorce and the ugliness of it and the unfortunate things that happen, the people you turn into while going through a divorce that you never thought that you could turn into. It really does bring the ugly out of people, and it's so unfortunate. But there are those situations where the two people end their marriage together, but they still remain friends, and you get bonus families out of it sometimes as well. There are those situations where um, they... Both couples or both parties decide that they can't be together anymore and they are able to split mutually and that's great. Like, uh, kudos to you guys out there. Like, I don't know how you do it, but I wish I had something like that. Like, it is amazing to have that relationship that everyone is just so well blended and you're able to stay friends and it really, especially if you have kids, like, it just helps so much. You were 24 when you got married. We all want to think that it will last forever. When did you know it couldn't? Um, I can say that right from the beginning of my marriage, um, it was a r- really rocky start. Um, I definitely gave a lot of excuses for his behavior and the way he did things and just kind of brushed it off. And if anyone knows me, it's I am get told I'm the nicest person ever and... I just kind of get dismissed how I always kind of look at the good in people and um, yeah right from the beginning of our relationship I saw the good in him and 
just kind of anything bad that was happening kind of just dismissed it and brushed it off like nothing actually happened um but it wasn't until i had my daughter and i was seeing how i was getting treated daily of just emotional and mental abuse and like i wish that on absolutely no one and it really messes you up as a person um but when it came when i was in that situation and I was seeing that the person that I had become, I didn't want my daughter to see me like that. And I that was the point where I said I couldn't do this anymore. What was the biggest thing you had to be honest with yourself about when deciding you no longer wanted to be married to your ex-husband? Um, I had to be honest of understanding what I wanted for my daughter. Um, I wouldn't want her to be in a relationship where she was crying on the bathroom floor every day and wishing that everything would be over and I don't want her to feel like she has to settle and just be in an environment where she's unhappy like I just want her to see that I am a strong mommy and I can do absolutely everything I possibly can for her and being happy for myself and her seeing that I'm happy as well. What toll did it take on you pre-marriage mentally were there signs of his attitude and controlling nature and what toll did it take on you while you were married and what did you go through um so this is definitely a tough subject and i don't mean to say anything to badmouth anyone this is strictly the real feelings and situation that i personally went through um so leading up to marriage and after marriage and well first of all first thing first before i even met him i was very independent in my lifestyle i had two jobs uh, i was going to school um just kind of really working on myself i had great friends didn't matter who i talked to what i did um such a good relationship with you and my parents and like everything was just a really good situation um and then i've noticed that upon marrying him and even being with him people that had no significance in my life just because they were male was an issue for him and i found that while i was married i cut a lot of that out and a lot of those people out and um it's actually funny that after this divorce happened and whatever paths crossed and i end up seeing these these same friends again they all knew right away they said that we know that's not you we know that wasn't your doing um but just like overall mentally um i lost who i was and i it took a long time and even now i'm still kind of building up to see going back to like that strong independent woman that i used to be and it's like it's it's difficult to recover from that we are always constantly working on our mental health. What are some of the things you're doing to regain that confidence and become that independent woman that you once knew? Well, first things first, I definitely I definitely do not have the confidence that I could possibly have. Um, there is that anxiety, that self-doubt, that insecurities that it follows you. And as much as you kind of 
it lags behind you and you just kind of ignore it it depending on the day it catches up with you and it's I see it in the relationships that I like my friendships that I build and um just like building new relationships and friendships and all that like it's just constantly in the back of my head of I'm not good enough and it's it sucks because it took like I was with my ex-husband it's for for three years and it took almost three years of getting told every day that you're not good enough it's hard to recover from that and get beat and continue to tell yourself that no you are there was a time in your marriage that you went through therapy yeah I did um so when there was a point in our marriage that I was separated from him um for about six months and in that time when we were initially separated I was um, as I was crying every day, thought I needed him in my life regardless of how he treated me. I just had it in my head that that was what I what I needed in my life. Um, so I decided to take it upon myself that I wasn't in a good place and I started, I spoke with my own family doctor about everything and she gave me referral to um, Primary Care Network and I started doing group therapy sessions Um rather than one-on-one um the reason for that was I just wanted something to ease into it and on honesty I'm so happy that I did that because I was able to see other women going through the exact same situation I was and made me feel like I wasn't alone um and it being able I like one course in particular like the sessions that we did it was about being assertive and learning to say no and knowing how to come or like better communication with your partner and um, a lot of the exercises while doing that I saw things that I saw in myself of like oh yeah I'm guilty because I, I definitely didn't do that in my relationship and oh yes I assumed that as like that particular thing and oh there's passive aggressiveness that's where I categorize and so I like definitely like I was at fault for um, the way things turned or the that contributed anyways to how the relationship went and I I let him treat me the way that he treated me because I didn't say anything about it um but yeah it wasn't until after I did these sessions and after these sessions I was able to have an honest conversation with him and um we were able to kind of communicate a little better and that's when we decided to get the family back together and kind of work on um our marriage a little bit and after a few months it kind of all started happening again and I was getting treated the same way but at that point I I knew that I don't need to be with him to be happy and I can do whatever I need to do on my own and that I don't want to be in this situation and like granted it didn't happen right away it definitely it took maybe maybe like six seven months before I actually realized that I didn't want to do this but there was a point where I put myself back in that same routine of let him treat me the way that he did made excuses for him and it just yeah eventually it just came to a point where I'm like I don't want this for my daughter and I don't want this for me so I need to change it after everything you've been through how hard is it to believe in love again um so I since I've separated from my husband which was December 2017 I haven't 
been dating. Um, I am old school in the fact that don't really care for the online apps and and no like i've seen so many success stories and so many beautiful marriages and great couples come from it but for me personally like i just i just want that old school love and that's meeting walking down in a i don't know cafe and all of a sudden coming across something so out of a, a a movie but I'm a hopeless romantic, that's for sure. But there's, um, a certain- there's a certain magic to meeting someone face to face. And like it it comes down to confidence. Um from the long time, like when online chatting and I am messaging and all that came about, like you're on being online you were able to hide parts of you and like you exposed and disclosed things as you granted. And I was just like, there's so much vulnerability of just meeting face to face. I do wish that someone would come around and I'm personally not actively looking. So it's not going to like, they're not going to walk to my door and knock or knock on my door. And it's not Prince Charming looking for Cinderella and her shoe. I'm not opposed to finding someone, but I'm just personally not looking for it. And be if it happens it happens but like at the same time of my previous relationships that I've had like it's just I'm like personally don't even know what love is anymore like what I thought my like love should be and treating someone and marry like wanting to marry them and be with them for the rest of your life and then knowing that person had so much doubt and just oh like once again divorce makes you say awful awful things and I've heard many awful things in my time and like it just it's looking back at it it's just so hurtful to think of like so like just knowing what the actual truth was and I wish that on nobody and I wish that if I was to have someone in the future like I just wish it doesn't get treated like that again what kind of growth do you want to see as a woman mother daughter sister friend and for your mental health so in my relationships i definitely go out of my way to do whatever i can for them and i in a sense lose who i am and so i wish that in the future for any relationship that i might come across um that i remember who i am and i get that support from my significant other to be able to understand as well that I deserve self-care as well as them like I don't expect them to be hand over on hands and knees of like catering to me that's ridiculous um they have their life too but I definitely wish for that love that self-love to continue and that whoever comes into my life not only loves me but loves my daughter because she is my everything and if and if she can if they can accept that because like right now I go all out for my daughter she's my number one I sacrifice my sleep because I just want her to be able to get up and do things that she wants and 
who needs sleep on a post night shift like that's ridiculous right (laughs) but anyways like I whoever comes around um definitely needs to show my daughter just as much as love for them as they do for me what message do you want to send to those who may find themselves in a similar situation um so i recently came across an article through facebook and it was about abuse and um we used to have them or just i feel like in general if there we used to just be so concerned that it's physical abuse and that if there's physical marks then that's when you can be concerned but really like i personally am going through ptsd from my relationship because of verbal abuse and mental abuse and emotional abuse and like is with me for everything that i do and i feel that for anyone in a relationship take a step back realize what is going on like it doesn't need to be in a heated conversation because you're just going to pick at everything possible but be able to just like in random time of day be able to step back look at your relationship and say are we both working for each other like helping each other becoming better people or is one person doing more than the other and am i happy with the way things are going um it is so hard to leave a relationship um regardless of you being abused or not happy or whatever the situation but it took me a long time to decide that I didn't want to be where I was and I with every argument and everything that was told every name that I got called the very next day I get told I'm sorry I didn't mean that and I forgave it every time but isn't saying sorry meaning that you're going to change and sometimes like it just never changed and I I know that there are many, 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 many women out there that, and not just women, men too, that are in relationships and they're getting treated like shit and they give excuses for it and they are so afraid of what they can do, but like, you guys got this. You, there's, there's lots of help and it is definitely hard to make that initial step of who to talk to and what to say and like, personally when I first talked about it it was embarrassing it was embarrassing to be able to admit that yeah I'm in what looks like this great relationship I'm actually crying on the bathroom floor every single day because of the way I'm getting treated and nobody deserves that and for anyone men or women that need to talk about it or couples fighting to save their partnerships relationships marriages there are counselors, therapists, and online resources. And with that being said, um, I know like when sometimes it is difficult to get to, um, especially if you, I feel like right now in our society, because we are actually realizing that we need that support, um, there's not as like your supply and demand is very very um disproportionate and so it is it might take a little time to get in there it might take a little time to get the help that we need but 
there are places there there are like you said there's your workplace like take full advantage of that I know like first personally I've done that with my work um, and I was able to access that faster than I was um, like the one through primary care network Um, and just like even if you do one session in speaking with someone a counselor they make you think about things that you don't actually realize um and my i remember still remember my very first session with my my counselor that i went with and the first thing that she said was are you caring for yourself i was being thrown out trying to make my my husband happy i was trying to make or go to work i was trying to make my daughter make sure everything was all set with her and she asked me like are you doing anything for you and so she gave me this um this exercise and I had to go through and talk about like my different types of selves and where I'm showing my love and where I thought my love was good for myself that was like the part that was struggling the most and it made you realize like what you need like just to help you guide what like where you want to work towards what is one song you want to share with everyone (laughs) this is just because like it makes me happy it's always made me happy um my daughter is my number one thing and i am here because of her and working hard because of her and trying to do everything i can and so a song that i used to sing to her when she was a baby was um my girl by the temptations uh and to this day when she hears that song and i'm singing it she knows that that's her song and there's just so many reminders throughout the whole song like she they talk about um i got the month of may and she's a may baby so just like everything about that song makes me so happy and when i like have no idea what i want to listen to i will put that song on right away and just sing it out and here she is to sing us a song into the night into the night Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle podcast, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halim Hussein. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.